So, Katie, I was thinking about the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're thinking about the Titanic. Again, like, uh-huh. imagine if you started a radio show all about the Titanic and the fucking boat comes back out of the water. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like- okay, hold on. I don't know. No, no. We don't get to backtrack from what we said. Because it's not like we even said Bioware was dying. No. And, like, I, I, I think it also needs to be said that this would have happened... Like this, this is still technically a Dara and Hudson trailer, you know. Like they, they haven't had time to the, the new people in charge to do anything. To the point that I actually made on the last episode, this is exactly what I said was going to happen. I said the energy is going to go through the roof. In this case, for reasons that we didn't even anticipate, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, the reality is still the same. Uh, but the energy went through the field. So I guess it's really more about um, Bioware is not the Titanic in this situation. The fandom's mood is the Titanic. Ah, okay. I, I can buy that. Yeah, I'll, I'll get behind that. And the fucking boat just resurrected itself. <laughs> well, now you have to do the old-timey voice reacting to the, watching the Titanic come out of the ocean with this skeleton crew, like literal skeletons of crew. Oh, the humanity! The f- first is the first uh, edition of Voyages of the Titanic is also the last. Adi- what? It came out. Who the fuck is James Cameron? What do you mean it came out of the water? <laughs> How did that even happen? This is impossible, unprecedented, unbelievable. <laughs> what even is a movie? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we got a lot to talk about today, so let's just get 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 the ball rolling. I think you wanted to uh, touch upon cyberpunk, correct? Yeah. Besides the type, we'll go from the early twentieth century to the to the late twenty first century. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven just came out. Um, there's a ton that has already been said about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I've just started playing it. I'm maybe really only a few hours into it because I restarted three times. Um, <laughs> okay. But I will say this. Um, and I kind of tweeted about this a little bit. I think that the analysis on this game is going to take a very long time. <clears throat> and I actually think that the game is sort of hard to talk about in the way that I would like to talk about it, which is like accurately and comprehensively in a way that's going to seem evergreen. Because um, I think there's certain games when they come out, they're talked about very poorly and then they age very well. And they have not just online games that have a resurgence, but even like some single player games that just they do really, really well in hindsight. And then there's other games that are talked about incredibly well when they come out. But when you actually play them a few years later, you're like, I don't really think there's anything that special about this. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyberpunk to me is a tricky one. Um, I think that the design of the game is actually going to take a long time to digest. I, I made a brief example in tweets about how like, I've played Red Dead. I've beaten Red Dead Redemption two three times now, and I don't think it was until at least two playthroughs that I really understood how special the game was, because that feeling of sort of like your feet not being able to touch the bottom, like it's obviously all just a simulation, but the way that the simulation runs, like there's so many different threads that intersect, it it gives that verisimilitude or it tricks you into feeling like a quote unquote real world. Mm -hmm. Red Dead two is probably the best game ever. Um, in that respect, it's very hard to kind of see where the canned simulation sort of starts and ends with this, with the feeling of a realistic simulation. And then other games, like I used the Deus Ex Mankind Divided, you know, great story, great feeling of immersion the first time through, uh, the environments in the cities, like you're, um, 
Mankind Divided is set in Prague, at least initially, and Prague really feels like a quote-unquote real city, like the first time you explore it. And then you realize it's kind of more like four hallways and a few <laughs> a few nooks and crannies painted as the city of Prague. Uh-huh. So those are like both good games, but those are two different ends of the spectrum. And at times, I feel like Cyberpunk 2077 is, an, is the best illusion ever of depth and size. Uh-huh. Kind of like the way Mankind Divided is. And at other times, I'm like, no, this really is the simulation that's so broad. It sort of mimics reality. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we're going to know until we spend a lot more time with the game. Um, that being said, late last night, I did go through one of the sort of the probably the first major set piece mission other than the opening itself. Mm-hmm. And holy God, that was jaw dropping. That is one of the best fucking quests last missions that I've ever played in a game. It's astonishingly good. Wow. Um it's it's um a, a buddy of mine who's playing it also said is it like the is it like the big um he calls it the heat heist in Grand Theft Auto 5 because it's reminiscent of a of of the movie Heat. Um mm-hmm. it's a big heist mission in GTA 5 and I go, "Yeah, you're on the right track." Like it's sort of it it's it's that level of like the storyline is really good. It has all of these sort of blockbustery moments that you would expect, but it's also got a lot of moments of like personal conversations with the different players involved in this job and sort of like their motivations and why they're doing what they're doing and lots of choices and you can double cross two or three different people and double cross the double crossers and you know depending on your backstory you have different options available to you it's a ton of of branching storylines capped off by like an incredible what the fuck plot twist followed by like two or three more incredible set piece like action sequences followed by another what the fuck plot twist now that's also the first mission sometimes these games they have like a really cool first mission couple missions and then like kind of near the end of the game so if you like keep that up the entire time that'd be interesting i agree but yeah yeah so to be continued i guess (laughs) yeah yeah it's right now i'd say it's way too early to say oh this is overrated or or it's oh it's definitely you know the best thing ever. I think we need more time with it, but it's uh mm-hmm. it's got my attention fully at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I know <clears throat> we said this might be sort of a long episode. We're gonna get to the 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 title of the show very soon. Dragon Age Mass Effect, obviously that's huge. Um, but the Game Awards did happen. Um, that's the thing that also kind of happened. Did you wanna did you wanna say anything about the Game Awards? Well, okay, so here's the thing. I Now that I have a small child, uh, I pretty much just watch... Unt- so I have a Discord, and we played bing- like VGA cringe bingo. Um, so uh, I pretty much only watched until someone got bingo, and then I, I was out, which was <laughs> probably about an hour and a half into the show. Not a bad move. Um, yeah, I, I will say, kind of spoilers, if you haven't watched VGA, I have no idea what's going on. I did put down Mass Effect fans get thrown a bone into the bingo card, so mm. go me at predicting that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, the the only thing that I, I feel like I have a, a bone to pick, well, actually two. One is uh, Jeff Knightley, or Geoff, I, I always don't know how to say his name. Jeff Keighley? Um, yeah, that's it. Why did I say Knightley? Whatever. Kira Knightley. <laughs> Kira Knightley. Was just really, it seemed really s- snarky the entire time. 
Like, after a trailer, there, there was a couple trailers after it was shown, it was like, all right, great. Anyway, here's the next one. <laughs> it sounded like he didn't want to be there, and this is his fucking show. Yeah. So that was kind of strange. Um, I That's all I have to say on that. And the other one is uh, Animal Crossing should have been Game of the Year. Uh, it's, uh, actually, there's a lot of things that were nominated for Game of the Year that I would have been upset about. I think The Last of Us, like, I didn't play it. I haven't played the first one. I don't really give a shit. This is just fun but so many people came out saying they didn't like it not even about like any controversy or anything just like it just didn't live up to what it was and Mm -hmm. there's like a a bunch of other games in that list like ghost of tsushima like everyone loved that if anything that one i would have been happy but it i i really do think animal crossing was game of the year like there there was no other game this year that was so in the public eye Mm -hmm. and i feel like it that needed some recognition and it won like best family game or something like that <laughs> yeah, like yeah. okay they threw it a bone like here you could have this one yeah like hey whatever and i know i'm biased because i've like i've been playing animal crossing's launch pretty much every day i think the only day i didn't play was when i was giving birth so like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been it's been something close to that so uh yeah it's i i just think it's stupid Anyway, I, but I, I, do I, think, I, I think your point is very well taken. And I just want to say, I, I kind of like low key agree with you. I don't have strong mm-hmm. opinions about game of the year ever, because to me, it's not. Um, I'm a film buff. And amongst my film buff friends, we always say like, to me, the best movie never wins best picture at the Oscars. The Oscars is like a specific yeah. thing. It's like political. And I don't even mean real politics. I mean, Hollywood politics. Um yeah. It's just like it's like a it's like an in club. It's like a country club sort of a thing. It's like it's never really the best movie, so who cares? That being said, like I feel like you kind of should give it to the game that's Animal Crossing was like the video game zeitgeist of quarantine in twenty twenty year. Yeah, like it just captured the mood, it captured the moment, and it was kind of uplifting for for a, for a good while there, and probably still is. So I think it should have gotten it too. Yeah. Like, I, I had a high school friend I hadn't talked to in five years text me about the game. You know, what the hell? <laughs> she doesn't even like video games, but she bought a Switch in Animal Crossing was asking me hot tips. I'm like, who even are you anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's one of those things that took over everywhere. I don't use Facebook, but like kind of like um, my girlfriend's Facebook, which is filled with predominantly people who don't really know anything about video games. And like the whole mm. the whole ecosystem was taken over by memes and images and videos and people who are actually playing animal crossing and for you people who are mm-hmm. really not gamers it was incredible yeah so i i think it should have won i honestly even like among us recently has been so huge that if that one i've been like yeah all right that's that that makes sense yeah like and it did like did it get anything and no, i actually think it did get something i forgot what it was it best multiplayer I actually don't know anything about what happened at the game awards other than what we're going to talk about <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, because you didn't watch it, right? I did not. I saw kind of the end part because I was Mass Effect was at the very end. And so as I was trying to scroll through the after it was live, I'm like, oh, well, I might as well just see whatever the whatever this is. And I'm like, I miss Mass Effect live because I had long since gone by that time. I uh, Michael, I had like left to do stuff with the baby and Michael. I, I left it on in the living room. And Michael was on the phone, and <laughs> suddenly I just I, I just see his head poke poke around the corner, and like him pointing, like did there was a thing you might want. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that exalted so that, that, Mars guy about this. Yeah, you might want to do something about that. Um, uh, so that was my anyway. But let's Dragon Age. 
there was a Dragon Age trailer. We we got we've been rambling on too long. Let's fucking talk about this. <laughs> Let's do it. Dragon Age, Mass Effect, both had trailers. We knew Dragon Age was coming. We did not know Mass Effect was coming. Huge surprise. Mm. Um, but yeah, let's start with Dragon Age. Yeah. So uh, first off, uh, I'm assuming you've seen it. How how are you feeling? It's good about it. It's good. I I um yeah. I liked it. I tweeted out acceptable. <laughs> and I had a little, I had a, <laughs> had a little gif of, uh, of, of what's his, of, no, what's his face from, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I think it is. Oh, Sort yeah, of yeah. nodding, going, hmm, that's good. Um, I, I'm not losing my shit over it the way that other people are. And I don't say that, like, with one ounce of saying that people should not be excited or that people should not lose their shit. Mm-hmm. This is just exactly what I imagined, kind of. I mean, not like the actual mm-hmm. images, but I think I said on the last episode as well, like, expect between 30 to 90 seconds of cgi that's going to show characters locations and some concepts that's that's like exactly what we got so i kind of i didn't really expect less than this to be honest i did expect the title um or unless dragon age just plain dragon age is the title which i kind of want to say it's not but uh there i think there's I mean, look. There's a whole case about the name. At least, at least the name of it is not "Will Continue," so <laughs> at least you have that going that, for you. It got that, yeah. The uh, M E W C is coming soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you haven't seen it, just to sum it up, or you're watching in the future and don't know what trailer we're talking about, um, so it, yeah, it does. It starts off with Eric talking, and he says like a little bit, um, and then it's just. What what's it even the different scenes like you see a little bit of um a gray warden well actually first there's like shots of the mural we're gonna get to the mural last because that's like the interesting part in my opinion but you have shots of a gray warden fighting off these turtle things I I don't know what it is other than angry turtles Giant to be quite turtles. honest <laughs> yeah basically uh and then there's like you see it's it's like a beautiful city and like a crow standing over it I think it was the I think it's Antifa City, to be quite honest. I, I, I got nothing to say. We've kind of seen concepts of these areas before. Then we see, I think the big one of the area that we haven't really seen before is Tivent or Minrathis specifically. And you have like magical neon lights and this floating semicircle ring that looks really cool. And you see Tiventer banners, so at least you know where it is. Um, and then it jumps to, uh, this is the same area that like had the, the the tree that was corrupted and like the Andraste statues uh that's like snowy we've seen that before in previous trailers that have come out and there's like a hunter i want to say it's a lady i i some people have said this is the canary we see in the trailer or uh, the the concept art i'm not quite sure there's like something off about the horn things i don't really know what it is then she shoots like a magic arrow at a monster we've seen before in concept art, and then uh, Solus in the mur- mural, um, and then Dragon Age. That's it. Um, so yeah, what is I want to talk about the mural and maybe like Solus's face, but I think everything else we have seen concepts art before, and I, and I think that's why a lot of people aren't so excited about this. Is mm-hmm, that we've, yeah. we've kind of seen this before, um, but but like that's not necessarily a bad thing though, because I think like. We we saw like the prep work and this is like the end result, you know. Right, that's so true. So I I'm not disappointed by it at all, um, but I know some people are. Uh, but yeah, 
I, I know. I feel like if you're disappointed by this, you might have just been like following along the entire time. So maybe you expected something kind of new where this kind of isn't that new. It's like full of things that we've kind of already seen before. It's like maybe a few couple things thrown in like Minrathis and the Weird Hunter. But, eh, you know, eh. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I guess uh, for you personally, does this does this excite you? Do you consider this knowing that something was coming? I've said that I think Mass Effect's had a huge advantage in that it everything seems like gravy. It's a surprise. But mm-hmm. knowing that something was coming and this is what we got, does it excite you and do you consider it? Is this a win for you as a Dragon Age fan? I would say the first... Uh, hold on. When does this bad boy pop up? The first uh, 56 seconds is... Whatever, and then like the last ten seconds of that f- full mural is what I'm here for, you know. Mm, okay. <laughs> like, <All right. laughs> if it wasn't for the the mural, says so much more than anything else in the trailer could, and I feel like people that like aren't into the deep lore, like I am, and like some other people are, it's just not that exciting to them. And like if if yeah, if you don't give a shit about this mural, I can see how it's disappointing. But this mural says so much about a lot of things that like the 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 deep lore community has been like speculating about that we all kind of lost our shits a little bit mm-hmm. um so i feel like that's what's people are excited about right now like there there are things to be excited about in like the the renders but like this mural again this is like what the, the second time this has happened this is what everyone's here for um and that's this is obviously what i have the most to say about um so yeah overall though i would say like if we're if we're grading it my 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 feelings. I'd probably be at like a B plus. Like I I was like, ooh, this is really neat. But I'm not like, I yeah, I'm not losing my shit. I here's the thing though. It would be very hard to beat the 2018 Game Awards where like we didn't expect jack shit. We thought we were gonna be in the trenches for another 40 years or whatever. And suddenly there's the Dreadwolf Rises trailer. Yeah. You know. And then it it immediately shows an item that we all thought was out of the picture and like we no one gave a shit anymore. Mm, yeah. And suddenly it's not only very important, but it seems to be like the whole key to everything. And then like a comic series that was running at the same time also happened to mention it like right. a couple days right after. And like there's none of that right now. So like I feel like even though this is a good trailer technically, it just that first one just had so much going for it that we that that excitement can't be topped. So I, I I get why people feel like they wanted that happen again, but just there was no way because <laughs> we knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if they didn't announce it, people would have been more excited. To be quite honest. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um. So from the community, you said that some people, you know, you kind of felt maybe they weren't as excited. I mean, obviously some people are right. Like some people are very hyped, mm-hmm. but you got to feel that maybe some weren't maybe it's just kind of the the lens that i have i I probably am not quite as connected into all of uh, the folks that you know in the community i thought it was almost Mm -hmm. what i saw in my twitter feed was like universal hype well uh, here's the thing i actually got a couple messages of saying like oh were you expecting more so i think that's that's where i'm coming from Mm. and then like i i feel like i see more people going like oh neat rather than (laughs) (laughs) more in the line of my acceptable tweet yeah, actually. So it, not, not that people are thinking it's really bad necessarily. They just kind of like, oh, I was kind of hoping for a title or um, I don't know, a release date for some people. And I'm like, where on earth did you think a release date was coming out of this yeah. bitch? Like that- yeah, 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 yeah. 
No. Which maybe that also is to speak of people hyping it up too much in their heads. Because like EA and the, the devs are like, oh, we're going to show something. So they were expecting like something kind of big, which I think this is kind of big. But like people are expecting like a title and then like gameplay and whatever. I'm like, okay, this isn't. People were just made shit up in their heads and they disappointed them. Right. No, I, I think um, it's interesting for me, right? I know you want to uh, get to the mural. Right? That's, that's definitely mm-hmm. what we're going to do. But I do just want to say kind of... How do I put this? I said acceptable, and it's probably mainly because I think this is exactly what I expected. So I knew something was coming. It was no surprise, and it was about everything I thought it would be as far as the form of it, the shape of it, the length of it, the blocks that were sort of put in there. Mm-hmm. Some things did surprise me, and I actually feel like um, I'm not into the deep lore. I, I leave that to you, and I, I'm sort of fascinated by hearing about it, but it's not anything that I'm going to go sleuth around and try and come up with theories or anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in a weird way, and I couldn't end up being totally fucking wrong about all this, I feel like I got a way better understanding of what this game's going to be from this short from this short. Well, trailer. tell me what you think it is. Um, I think it's going to have a tone that's a lot lighter than I expected. Um, I think that the hmm. color palette and the and what I'm going to call the art style surprised me. Um, mm-hmm. It varies from shot to shot, but when we're getting that on the ground shot in between the the boots or the greaves of what what I'm almost certain is Grey Warden, and mm-hmm. I guess the turtles, like that, does not look like a realistic art style to me. Like in some shots, it does look like a realistic art style. That shot to me looks highly stylized, and I don't know if that's just my eyes being weird, but I'm like. Oh, that's borderline cartoony to me, um, which is not bad. But also when I look at the one content, I understand it's probably just concept art. It's whatever. But it's the one that Christian Daly tweeted out with the three characters on it and the and the Dragon Age. Oh. What looks like the new logo, basically. Mm-hmm. Something where it's like, oh, I almost want to call that one like the Sunday morning cartoon. Yeah. And there's something about that font and the way that the, that is kind of like... Oh, it did it perk up on font. That's fantastic. It, it did, yeah. <laughs> something the, the mic agrees with me about the font. The font is very important. Just something about it. Yeah. No, they definitely changed the logo, the the font logo. Something about that's kind of a weird feel. Something about the bow being drawn back in that character. That's a very magicy magicy bow and like the the effects of that are very big. I don't want to I don't want to say the F word, uh, uh, Fortnite and these sort of like these sorts of games that are very. There like, are so many F words you could have said, and I have no <laughs> idea where the fuck you were going with that. There's so many. <laughs> there's so many sort of like cartoony sorts of games that sort of have that vibe to them, where the art style maybe ages a little bit better because it's not super realistic. Mm-hmm. They've done that with Star Wars: The Old Republic. They chose that art style for that reason. Um. Something about the 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 way that they chose to characterize the protagonist, even though um, there had already been information about Dragon Age Four being a person who doesn't have power that that was already sort of out there that the protagonist was mm-hmm. not going to be like the Inquisitor. Uh, they really went out of their way with Varric's with Varric's lines of dialogue about how like there's no magic hand and like oh okay so the Inquisitor. Um, and all this other stuff like they really wanted to drive home the point that like you're not this mm-hmm. important person in this world. Which to me is very interesting, for a couple of different reasons. Um, I guess I'll I guess I'll just spit that out now. To me, okay. those indications are sort of like 
what I'm taking it as, which is way too much extrapolation. I'll just make my excuses up front. Way too much I'm reading into this. Like, that to me is like, this is going to be fucking multiplayer. Like, they're pretty much telling you right away. Like, you're not a hero. It's like, oh, gee, what are you saying? Someone like, like the freelance, the concept of the freelancers in Anthem, right? It's a bunch of us. Mm-hmm. You're one of many. You're not the hero. You're not the central person. You're important, but you're one of many. Um, I think that in Bioware games, they've always had that important concept of you are a specter or a Grey Warden or the Inquisitor or what have you. Um, in, in Dragon Age 2, they play with that a little bit um, because you start off without a lot of status, but the game is sort of about obtaining status uh, within Kirkwall. I think it's interesting if from a fictional standpoint, they want to play around with with the idea of a protagonist that doesn't have a lot of power, but it does paint them into a corner from a certain perspective because they've, they've said openly, like, part of the reason for why we do that is it just allows us to do more things from a story standpoint. You're allowed into places because you're a specter. You should mm-hmm. be investigating and, and meddling in, in sort of everything that's going on and helping people because you're this person of importance. If they take that away, the other angle to go to for why you're going on all these quests is that you're like a freelancer type person you're like you're like one of many who might be going around doing jobs that doesn't mean it has to be multiplayer uh but it's one more venue it's one more sort of like layer that that could mesh with that and then also um to the point of the art style um i feel like once again when i look at what they did with star wars the old republic like they chose they chose an art style that would age well if they if they intended to have support for an online component for a long time okay I don't mm, I mm, I don't necessarily agree with your reasoning, but I disagree with the conclusion, if that makes sense. Wait, so you, like, so you disagree I, across the board. You're saying you don't agree with the reasoning well, and you disagree with the conclusion. No, is, I do I do I, I, I understand your reasoning. Gotcha. But I I don't I, I don't agree that it like it means multiplayer. So um I guess where I'm coming from is one of the things that Varric says in the trailer is like, uh, you've got us, you've got me, or something like that. Um and in the story that I don't even know if you read, it was to Winter Nights, half up front. That's the name of it. Um, the, the, there's like this whole little adventure that these uh, these 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 two women go on. And um, at the very end, uh, I'm, I'm trying not to say the whole story just because it doesn't really matter. At the end, uh, essentially, this this guy that just caught them red handed in this event trust me it makes sense um <laughs> essentially says okay uh you just double crossed the dread wolf accidentally uh, and minrathis is probably angry at you uh you don't really have anywhere to go but i know someone who can help you out and he's this dwarf fellow in uh the free marches so varic do you want to go work for for varic essentially and they say sure we'll take the job so i i and then and then also in the comics varic He's kind of almost asking or acting like a middleman for the Inquisition and gathering people up, sort of. So I think that this could still be what you're talking about, but I I feel like it's just that Varric is recruiting random people across the board because he has so many connections across Thetis and then pushing them into this job to help the Inquisitor. Um, so I, I kind of feel like that's where they're coming from, that you're some nobody that Varric recruited and threw it out there. Does that mean it's not necessarily multiplayer? Not really, but I, I feel like hearing them, they, they, they've been talking a while, they wanted like a hero that nobody really knows, a hero that nobody really knows, you know, that kind of thing. 
Um, and they keep saying it over and over and over again. And so like, I just hearing them talk this whole time, I never really got that sense for it. But again, I could be wrong. It could also be like that wasn't that that wasn't the intention at the time they said that. And then something has changed. And now it is. Mm, yeah. Who knows? So I that didn't immediately set up the multiplayer alarms, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um on the art style, I feel like this is something that Dragon Age has been going into, though, because Origins was kind of the brown, and like, despite how quite bluntly kind of ugly it looked, it did try to be more realistic. And then starting in kind of Dragon Age 2, things just went into the cartoony realm. Um, it, it was still kind of brown, but had those bright colors, and the weapons were impossible. And like, you know, at the very end, you're fighting, you know, statues that move. It's kind of <laughs> yes. silly. Um, and then in Inquisition, it was very bright with all those greens, and it was colorful. And you had like giant cheese wheel for shields, like on, and like this just seems like to bring up the saturation a little bit more. Um, so I I feel like it's kind of been working its way up there. Which, that actually brings me to a point I wanted to talk about is Solus's face. So we all keep making fun of Solus's face. <laughs> yes. Um, because he got some work done. He, he, well, it's, I, I want to say it's not a bad model. It just, it's, we all think of Solus as this little live little man who's like really nerdy. And the, the, the face that shows in the trailer, he's almost like kind of buff and like ripped a little bit because his neck's a lot thicker and his nose is wider. And that's like one of the main differences. And I, I, I want to say that I can't, say anything about the nose it just is what it is that might be a lighting issue i don't know but i think the neck is thicker because in inquisition (laughs) they to make the elf model they took the human model and just narrowed it pretty much Mm -hmm. and it kind of looked it looked funky like there's a couple of scenes like particularly if you punch solace his neck looks (laughs) (laughs) something's wrong with it And and because it's too long and like narrow and it just looks kind of strange, which for an elf in a fantasy game, you don't really notice or whatever. But I think they try to fix that by making it more realistic. And by doing that, they made his neck thicker and made him look more buff. So I think they try to go more realistic proportions and ended up creating swole, Um <laughs> And that's the joke. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So that's that's what I think happened there. I I'm not mad at it. It's just it's. It's different, it, which it could even change because if you remember Morrigan in one of the very first Dragon Age Inquisition trailers, looked absolutely nothing mm. like she looked in the actual right. game. Um, and like to like the the Morrigan that was in the Inquisition trailer, kind of creepy looking, and then like you know she's absolutely gorgeous in the <laughs> the, the Inquisition game. Yeah, so. well, welcome welcome to being a fan of a popular character because this is the Geralt treatment, yeah. right? I mean, Geralt just got yeah. more and more handsome. With each game. And the, the same thing is true of, like, Varric to a certain extent between 2 and 3, whereas Varric yeah. looks pretty odd-looking in 2. He's he, mm-hmm. he's pretty dashing in, in Inquisition. Um, yeah. And people don't seem to bring... And I think it's fine. I think it's, it's you know, it's an aesthetically um, pleasing choice. Maybe it takes away from his color slightly that he's uh, more of a... Uh, more of a dashing character. But, yeah, it, it, I noticed it as well, and I just kind of go, like... I'm not surprised by it. I'm like, of course they're going to do it. If this is if this is a character <laughs> that maybe even goes on the cover or something like that, um, mm-hmm. they're going to make him. They're gonna, they got to they got to make a marketing pass on old Solus. Yeah, yeah. I kind of i I don't want to say this is a bad render or anything, but I do kind of miss like the big bad is some skinny little fuck, <laughs> you know, like 
There's just something about like the nerd you shove in the locker is the guy about to destroy the world that like kind of made me he's, laugh. He's <laughs> he's the master of all eggs. He's not supposed to be like bald, swole guy. Like there's a difference between yeah. like nerdy bald versus like jacked bald, and there's a lot of there's a lot of personality difference between those two archetypes. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, so I guess uh, on to the mural. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about that mural. So, uh, first off, um, the the mural you see in the trailer is kind of, like you see like the major the major points about it, but it is kind of hard to make out. Um, and uh, I actually tweeted at uh, who I thought was the artist, but actually it wasn't the artist, Dick Thornborough. Uh, he he said that it was actually I think he said he did the initial sketch, then Matt Rhodes to the, uh, the the finished piece. Uh, if they could release the full image, and they said, ah, you know, we're gonna hold on to it a little bit longer. So I thought that was interesting. But uh, they did make a they, they did make the like image the raw image of it the background for the Dragon Age website so we have that to go on and that's what I'm going off of. Um, it does kind of cut off a part of the bottom. So if this is like in the future and like the full thing is released and there's like more shit on the border for some reason, I can't see it. <laughs> so we're just going off of here. Um, so. The, I think the first thing I want to talk about is the, there's there's two figures at the bottom. One is obviously uh, Meredith, and then the other one. Some people are saying it's Morgan, and like I don't mean to be rude. What the hell is wrong with you guys? It's so obviously Corypheus. <laughs> Why are you seeing Morgan? <laughs> guys, what's wrong? Uh, so uh, I actually saw like someone who said some very good fan art of it being Morgan too and i was like oh that's a really good fan art but it is it's so uh it's corifigan it's morifius <laughs> morifius <laughs> that sounds like well a character off of um the matrix <laughs> <laughs> it does i'm morifius my morpheus's daughter morifius uh, okay so th- those are two there and then um i'm gonna get to the other figures in a minute so then you have like the 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 dread wolf right in the middle blue he has six blue eyes i there's there's something about the blue eyes on his forehead that i want to say means something i honestly have no idea what it is the the best explanation i've gotten or or even theory that i kind of like is that each eye represents a blight the so you have six blights there's one where the eyes a little bit different it has like a a pupil in the center and maybe that's the soul that got saved which would be kieran if that was your world state and then there's another one with like two circles in it so some were thinking like is there going to be a dual blight and that's what that one represents that that's huge what ifs and also not applicable in all world states so i don't know if that's necessarily true or not it might mean absolutely nothing I and mean, i'm just talking out of my ass so then you have the wolf um like almost chomping into this city. Now, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's Manrathis, it's whatever. This is the golden city or the black city, whatever you want to call it. This is literally an image of the Dread Wolf or Solus breaking in to the golden or black city. And it looks like the black city is tainted with red lyrium. Um, and that's what the, the two arches are on the other side. And that's why there's like an explosion because he's chomping into it. Um, it's you in the image from the website. You actually can't see the bottom of it, but in the trailer you can, and it looks like it's kind of floating a little bit. It's really dark, so it's kind of hard to tell. So it's it's not Minrathis. If the Golden City and Black City is Arlathan, then I guess it is Arlathan. But this this is what's in the center of the fade. So whatever this means, I think it it's maybe that's his goal is getting into the Black Gold City, and I I don't know why. We don't really know why he wanted to do that. 
and why is it tainted with red lyrium? But we know at least that's something he's trying to aim to do, apparently, because that's what's in the mural. So, any questions on that? <laughs> uh, no, it's fascinating at this point. Um, I don't think I've got it up now in front of me, both the uh, mm-hmm. the trailer and the image from the website. I don't think I've looked at it this closely at all. Again, when mm-hmm. I saw that towards the end of the trailer, I go, yeah, Katie will dissect that for us. <laughs> Somebody, the, the, the fandom <laughs> will get on the Discord and people started doing it like literally immediately. Um, oh yeah! This is the first time I've looked at it this closely. It's like the fact that like the eyes and everything, and the that's fascinating that you guys have dis- deciphered this much. Mm-hmm. The <clears throat> so the 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 two figures on the side. I to to verbalize this because I I know a lot of you haven't maybe even seen it or seen it well. Um, there are these two upside down black and gold figures. Um, we have been calling them Moodhead and Beetle based on their horns. <laughs> Moonhead <laughs> and looks- Beetle. Yeah, it. it's not great names, <laughs> but it's just it it was what happened on the Discord. Um so let's I'm going to describe what we're calling Beetle first. Uh people are saying that Beetle looks a lot like a canary and he does. Uh it 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 looks like kind of broad shoulders, um smaller eyes and the other figure that looks more feminine. Um and it has like horns like it would a canary. Um and oh, and also pointed ears, so maybe it's an elf or a canary, I don't know. Um the we have seen some imagery of this before and that kind of it gets more interesting when we get to moonhead but for for beetle if you go in to the Virdarthara, uh there is a couple of alluvians with like these strange like little symbol things on top of them there is one with like that looks like a sun and that same sun head is used later on and it looks almost like a very very stylized body of a dragon and there's another one with moonhead that has that same kind of figurine but another alluvian is horns that kind of sort of look like beetles. Beetles' horns go in where the one in the alluvian kind of goes out, like a like a U shape almost. Um, this one almost looks like a like an O. Um, and then another place we've seen these horns is actually in a piece of um, sort of cut images that we found in the files, specifically uh, Calwin found in the files of Inquisition. It was apparently something that was supposed to be shown in the Elven Ruins in Trespasser, but they got cut for whatever reason. And um, if you think of the mosaics in the uh, the Elven Ruins in Trespasser, they usually show like a, a wolf and then like some sort of scene that goes along. Um, but in the found files, we found um, different heads that would replace the wolf. And one of them, again, is that U-shaped um, horns. Yeah, there was also one that looked a lot like the head of the statue from Dragon Age Origins that was supposed to be Falond in. It was like this weird tentacle monster. We'll also get to that in a bit. Um, there was one that looked like the sun and then horns uh, or, or beetle. Uh, other than that, I have nothing to say on beetle. His shoulders kind of remind me of a pride demon, but even that's like a stretch. I don't... He He's kind of the mystery and we don't really know what to do with him or who he is. So, moving on to Moonhead, which is the interesting one. Jordan, we actually have talked about Moonhead before on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's the big image uh, that they showed, the big monster, tentacle monster thing, that was added yep. to the book, that was added to the book that was changed from the original BTS video, right? Yes, correct. Uh, the, the original BTS video had, like, it would just look like a slug, and then for some reason in the updated Bioware 25 book... She had the 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 whole moonhead mm-hmm. thing going on, and if if you compare the two images, they are like identical. Yeah. It is the same, whatever it is. The only difference is that like they have like this wavy lines coming off of her head. Um, and other than that, I I don't know. I don't really know what it is. 
Um, there, I will say that the the wavy lines. This this is way out there. We have seen similar wavy lines in one of the uh, murals in the uh, not the Virdathar. No, no, it is the Virdathara uh, in Trespasser. And like, there's like these two orbs. One is blue, one is gold, and it has like horizontal and vertical wavy stripes, and it has like the same amount and kind of waviness to it. I don't know if it's the same thing, nor do I know what it meant in the original mural versus here, but she seems to be draped in it. I don't know if it's supposed to be magic or hair, because, like, the the image from the Bioware 25 book doesn't have anything kind of like this. So I don't really know what it means. But this this kind of shape on the head is, again, also used on, like, these weird golden statues that's throughout the Trespasser DLC. I think she has... There's, there's the weird dragon one that's in the underground of, um, like, the Mythal... Lyrium Processing Center. Um, and I think there might be another one on Alluvian. That one I might be wrong about. I can't quite remember. But um, yeah, I I guess what's, what surprises me more about Moonhead is that they released a piece of concept art with her images in it, you know, in in the Bioware book. I'm really surprised that they did that. And like, it seems to be as important as it is based off of this, this <clears throat> mural. I don't disagree. I, th- I think there was something, uh, like we said, kind of unique about that. And remember, we had a theory, too, that perhaps the BTS video was the updated version. Because remember, we, ha- True, we had yeah. the theory that said, you know, the publishing of a book has more lead time. And so perhaps this is the mm-hmm. old version. The BTS version is the new version mm-hmm. with Moonhead. <laughs> Got to make sure I have the terminology yeah. right. With Moonhead <laughs> making a reappearance in this trailer... Mm-hmm. Perhaps we scrub that, that. I would say we scrub that theory of saying that that Moonhead was the old version, which then really mm-hmm. begs the question of why was it taken out in the BTS? Why was it changed in the BTS video? And perhaps it was because there was a little bit of vacillation of like maybe we should hide this. I don't know. I really don't know because it it is really interesting. So I I previously mentioned that we wanted to get back or I wanted to get back to the Falundin statue in Origins. So I want to bring that back real quick. Jordan, do you even know what statue I'm talking no, about? No, not at all. It's a statue of Fallon, okay. apparently. Did, did you play the Dalish Origin? Um, long time ago I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you remember, you know, you find the ruins of Tamlin and you find this weird statue and Tamlin goes, oh, I think that was a statue of our gods. But it looks kind of weirdly human in a way. I think it was a Fallon. Do you yes, remember that Yes, I remember part? that part vaguely, yeah. That statue is what I'm talking about specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, that statue is also found in the Architect's Lair. And there's also another one. We're not going to talk about that one. We're talking about the one that's supposed to be a quote-unquote Falundin. Um, So uh, very, very recently, <laughs> so this is like, you know, 10 years past, so sometime in the past couple months, um, David Gator has been, uh, he, you know, he left Bioware and he's joined Summerfall Studios. They're making chorus. Uh, I can't quite remember. Yeah, I think so. Um, but they've been doing live streams of him and uh, Liam Essler. I forget the guy's name. I'm sorry. Do- replaying Dragon Age Origins, doing like commentary of the development process of Dragon Age Origins. Mm-hmm. One of the things he mentioned is that originally, uh, when when concepted, the Archdemon wasn't a dragon. It was kind of this, he described it as a Lovecraftian horror thing. Um, and then when they realized that they were going to name a thing Dragon Age uh, and had no dragons in it, they changed it to a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. But there there was already a concept art of this weird Lovecraftian horror, and that that's all he said. Well, meanwhile, on uh, the, 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 the Discord that I'm on, uh, where we have a bunch of lore people together, we collectively lost our shits because we have been trying to figure out what the hell this stupid statue was. 
And um, when I we the, the statue just kind of is some weird thing, whatever. But when I uh, found when I so there's a couple of guidebooks specifically Dragon Age Origins, Dragon Age Two that for some reason has lore in it. But it was like a very special edition. You had to buy the the specific print of it to have this weird lore in it. So I ended up finding it on eBay. Um, and when I was looking through it, there was the actual concept art of that archdemon, and it was the same thing as the statue. So that weird Lovecraftian horror thing is that statue. Falundin statue is was at least originally supposed to be what the archdemon was going to look like in the game. So with all of that out of the way, now let's go back to, as I mentioned, in the found files, that same head shape was found in Trespasser. So what we're kind of wondering is... Is Moonhead and Beetle these weird archdemons? Are these old gods? Because they're weird. Because as we saw in that one thing of Moonhead, and she's this weird giant slug lady, is this what the real old gods are supposed to be looking like? Are these weird Lovecraftian horror things with these strange heads? <sighs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with any of that. I'm going to say yes, that's exactly what it is. So the... Is, so... Uh, there's a couple camps on on the Discord that I'm on of this is old gods versus this is elven gods versus they're both. I I'm kind of torn on where I'm standing to be quite honest because I think there's a lot of good theories. Um, some have said that maybe one of this is Falundin, but it's not the same head shape. Um, some have said these are some of the other like could this be Gilanon and Elgrinon perhaps? Like there's there's a whole bunch of things i kind of thought that maybe there was a reason that meredith and corypheus were on the same side as a male and female figure respectively so like would the upside down figures sort of have like the same sin or problem as corypheus and meredith has so would this be andruel who was tainted by red lyrium and you know just like meredith and then would the other one be falundin who we know wanted to be worshipped and like a god and whatever and that ended up being his downfall and th- those are those two people because that kind of like mirrors it and that would give a reason why you have Meredith and Corypheus in this mural under these two figures. Um, or could it be one of the forgotten ones? But then again, th- th- my only issue with one of these being the forgotten ones is that they have like little halos behind them. And th- historically in the Dragon Age universe, that meant some like it's, it's, it's holy or almost like a god. Not always, but historically that's been what it's been. And why we the forgotten ones are sort of similar in like godliness to the Dalish. I don't know if they are or that we treated like that. And at the very least, we know that the Bioware book calls them evil gods. So I, I don't know. Are they old gods? Are they elven gods? I can't say. It might be both. We don't really know. <laughs> so that is my explanation on this trailer. Very quickly, I'm going to do a whole video on it where we sit there and talk about it way too much. But that's kind of where my mind is and where where we're thinking about it. Um, so unfortunately, it's a lot of like imagery we've seen before. And like we kind of have an idea of where things piece together, but we don't quite know how it fits. Yeah, so. I mean, it it feels like a lot, obviously. And also it, it does seem like it's dense. And like, like you said, it's stuff that we've seen before. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Feels new to me. I probably just don't pay attention to it as much as other folks. But <laughs> feels fucking new to me and i gotta say the image is um especially the one from the website which is kind of easier to look at the Mm -hmm. details of it it's so obviously deliberate in so many of its details i'm so impressed by the fact that they do this honestly 
Which another thing about the mural that gets lost in translation from the website image to the trailer is that the eye, the blue eyes are shiny. Um, it's the the only thing that shines on this is the gold and the blue, uh, not not the red of the red lyrium, but the gold and the blue. Um, I don't really know why, and I don't know why this blue is so prominent. And there's in in all of these solace murals, very little blue. Only like once or twice has there been this kind of color of blue. So. I feel like it's significant and maybe even lyrium related, but I can't tell you why. <laughs> got I got no answers. <laughs> so very interesting yep. indeed. All right, so let the uh, Jordan. Why don't you tell me about Mass Effect? Um, holy crap, Mass Effect. Um, gosh. Uh, so I guess what happens in the trailer itself. Um. I don't even know if it, I, I do feel like it's a lot less ultimately substantial than the Dragon Age. Not substantial. That's not the right word. It's mm-hmm. mainly shots of space. And, and there are, there are images in there of like, Ooh, I see that. I see that. But to me, it's more kind of like mm-hmm. the voiceover and then the last shot. Kind of similar. Kind of like what you said. It's like everything up until like the last, whatever, 10 seconds or a few seconds, you could go, eh, I mean, it's, it's great. It's whatever. But it's those last 10 seconds where you go, holy shit, that changes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess basically the trailer is, yeah, it's, it is shots that look like they're in space, but it's clearly meant to be sort of like moments of significance. Some of which is sort of like real life history and pre mass effect one lore, if you want to call it that. Uh, and then into the events of, of the mass effect franchise sort of being played in these little audio snippets with different shots of like space but sort of like a an abstraction of of these different events from like the reapers attacking to you know the first first contact war things like that Mm -hmm. uh and then it it basically goes down into basically i mean i'm trying to i don't think there's anything else yeah it basically goes down into the shot on the on the planet on a snowy planet with a ship in the background that is clearly the ship that we have seen in a couple of different pieces of concept art, the one that they first mm. released on N7 Day when they announced the Mass Effect Trilogy remaster. And again, that same image of that spaceship landed uh, is in the Bioware 25 book with the three figures that are sort of um, disembarking the ship on this planet. Uh, and then in the foreground, there is a character. Oh, I guess before that, it shows this, this one character sort of... Um, climbing up a mountain, sort of traipsing through the snow and, and the elements. Um, and then it sort of goes to an over-the-shoulder of that character. They pick up something out of the ground, which looks like a piece of metal or something, and as they wipe it uh, free of ice and snow, we see that it's an N7 emblem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you're over the shoulder, it just sort of pulls back a little bit. They have a hood. In the background is that same ship and three characters that are walking around. And as they turn and sort of smile... It is an Asari. It is an Asari female. Uh, I think everyone I mean, has come to the consensus that it is definitely yeah, Liara. Yeah, Liara. Uh, some people were like, this looks like Liara. And my tweet was, it's definitely Liara. Yeah. This is like the, is it is it Morrigan? <laughs> um, I, I have no doubt in my mind that it's Liara. But some people were like, well, we don't know. I'm like, well, I don't have any doubt. No, I think, I think that's. That's pretty cut and dry, Liara. To be quite I, I don't honest. think it's, there's any chance it's not Liara. Also, yeah. even even if you just don't think it looks like Liara, like my God, it's clearly meant to be like from the music and the camera angle, you're clearly meant to recognize that character. Yeah, 
Yeah. I I also like you can see like a reaper in the background at one point, like a dead one, and like the the in the background it's like You can see a destroyed relay at one point also. You can see a destroy you oh, can see yeah, a destroyed yeah, yeah. um mass relay. We also know that um one of the other concept arts that was in the dra- the uh, BioWare 25 book was it, what looks to be like mm-hmm. a human built reaper. Uh mm-hmm. it's it, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, you're right. A human built mass relay that that we pointed out also has sort of like Cerberus colors, like a Cerberus um color theme mm-hmm. to it, which is you know, I, that that shot of the destroyed relay that's that that you see um in the teaser trailer, I kind of took that to be more when the relays were destroyed at the end of Mass Effect 3, but it could also be something that indicates like a somewhat future state. Um in the extended cut ending of Mass Effect 3, there is the line that says that we rebuilt everything that was lost or most of or something to that effect. So, everyone just kind of mm-hmm. assumed that the relays did in fact get repaired. Uh, after mm. the events uh, in the end of Mass Effect 3, but who knows, maybe not all of them. Maybe maybe it taken in combination with that concept art that we've seen, there were at least some relays that had to be rebuilt, uh, like from scratch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, again, similar to the Dragon Age trailer, most of what you take away from it is the last 10 seconds when you see Liara. Mm-hmm. Now, did you see the tweet? There was someone that says, like, oh, it looks like there's two galaxies merging or something like that. Um, am I getting hit No, you're, you're, you're going exactly the right area, yeah. Okay, yeah, people were saying, like, oh, there's two galaxies here, and uh, one of the devs, I, I don't remember who, says, yeah, that's intentional. Yeah. Um, maybe hinting that, like, this is also, this is Mass Effect 5. We're not forgetting about Andromeda. Uh, correct. Yeah, um, somebody it, else. I think it was it was Ash actually who showed. It was like metadata on some image that said Mass Effect Five. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. You're um, right. And people were like, "Yeah." I mean, I've always thought it was going to be Mass Effect Five. I don't think they were just going to ever forget about the fact that Andromeda existed. Um, but they're. Yeah. I think. I think that they're also like, if we're going back to the Milky Way. Well, see. They, okay, so here's where it gets interesting, right? Like. Some people saw Liara and they're like, okay, we're going back to the Milky Way. It's the old crew. It's going to be everybody back. And I'm like, well, let's think about this. In that close-up, it's definitely Liara. But if you look at it really closely, like she has sort of like fine lines on her face. Like we might be reading way too much into this, but she does look a little older. And that's mm-hmm. important because Asari can live for a thousand years Um uh, matriarch Asari do they do look like they've aged like they age very little but if you look at um, sort of like uh, maiden matron and matriarch stages of an Asari's life like you can tell by looking mm. at them if they're a matron or a maiden or if they're a matriarch um, I mm. will say that I actually some people have said oh this could be you know uh, um, Liara is 106 years old in the first Mass Effect by Mass mm. Effect 3 that makes her 107 or 108 so some people are be like, this could be 900 years in the future. Like, I think if she was in the matriarch stage, especially because we know what Liara's mother looks like in the matriarch stage, because she's in the first game, she doesn't look like a matriarch. I could buy a matron. I could buy, like, she's 500 years old. 400 mm. years old. Um, but I do think she looks older. And even in the even in the course of 50 years, she probably wouldn't look older. Yeah. So this is a couple hundred years, but not like 900. If I had to say so, yeah, I would say that it's a few hundred, not not 900, not like 800, not anything like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would be like 500 because it's like a nice round number. 
you know? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's not a bad guess at all. Um, which also brings into question like other characters because Rex could also be alive. Krogan also lived to be older than a thousand years old. Drac is 1400 years old in Andromeda. And there's uh, there's some stuff in the lore that clearly says that like nobody really knows how old a Krogan can get because they don't yeah. really tend to die. Like the vast majority of Krogan die from wounds. They don't die from like... They have they have organ redundancy number one. So like if they have yeah. heart failure, they have multiple of those. Oh, Jordan, I just realized the bad news. Oh, what's, what's that? PB's gonna be so. Long. <laughs> uh, yeah, PB, PB. Will, I mean, unless unless uh, she is uh, killed by misadventure. <laughs> oh no! She is always getting into a lot of trouble. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So is I think. The Krogan and the Asari are the only two, like, old ones, right? Like, I think Turians last a while, and then, like, Salarians are, like, 50 years tops or the something. The average lifespan it? for Salarians is 35. Woo! Yeah, okay. They uh, they tend to they tend to go quick. That increased metabolism, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that those would be the main ones. Um, you know, you also have potentially, I don't know how they would handle this, especially considering the end of Mass Effect 3, but you do have your synthetic characters. Mm. Um, who knows how long those Geth batteries last? Um, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> I'll see. I, uh, my my uh, mind uh, went to uh, the the ship. Yeah, Edie. Like, w- would she like? Well, would you? Would you? Okay, so it's like five hundred years in the future. You you chose the green ending or the you know the blue ending, whatever. Uh, and then you you meet Edie, and she's just kind of like an older computer. Maybe she looks a little bit roughed up around the edges, and she's wearing a really ratty Joker's hat. But Joker's long gone. But she has that. I'm, I'm going to go for something way more fucking screwball than that. Okay, is what? Edie has a really cool body. She's the pilot of your ship, and they and they oh. invented technology to digitize people's brains, and so Joker is the computer now. And he sits. Oh. He sits in a little box <laughs> next to her, making jokes, and they still fight like an old married couple. Oh, that is Cause so you, cute. Because you should totally have um, Seth Green back. I just want him back, honestly. Yeah, no, that would be great. It's a reversal, and now he's the and he ship. just he oh. just has a bunch of jokes about how like he can't chase after you, slap you over the head when you make smart comments to him. Oh man, or or like maybe. Well, this is kind of getting too too screwball now. Is when you have like he could like hit you with doors or something. like that. <laughs> <laughs> just what? jokes, just oh. jokes from him about like first I couldn't get you because my legs were brittle. Now I just don't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brain in a bad Joker with the hat on is great. That's, that would be fun. Um, oh, man. but yeah, no. As far as like. Is it, is it, Ma- I mean, look, I think, I think it's Mass Effect 5. I think, I think clearly like those two galaxies are, I think that's like right at the beginning, to be honest, uh, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Yeah, it's, it's right at the beginning. Um, people could probably even do the analysis of like the shapes of the galaxy exactly. I mean, they're both spiral, mm-hmm. but you could probably zoom in and do some of that. But uh, let's just assume it's Andromeda and the Milky Way. I mean, that's, that's the most obvious guess, considering those are the two settings of the, of the Mass Effect branches that we have. Well, I think it's also based in a little bit on science, because isn't like some far off time in the future are the actual Milky Way and Andromeda galaxies are going to start. That is what they say. Yeah. Um, So. So as to the question of like, is this a sequel to both? That's what I've heard some people saying. It's like. I kind of do lean a little bit towards 
they're they're steering away from Andromeda more than they're steering towards it. Yeah. Um, it's not right down the center. Like we're gonna see, you know, a, a really a continuation of both storylines. It's like we're gonna see what's been happening in the Milky Way, and we're not gonna forget about what's happened in Andromeda. Yeah, because I feel like Andromeda still has a bunch of questions to it. However, I don't think a lot of people, no offense, care. So they're going to have to figure out how to like wrap that up for the minority that do care about in the Andromeda story um, and then create whatever new stories in the Milky mm-hmm. Way. And I feel like it, it and also like I, I feel like it would be kind of hard to do this because there is a fine line like it's going to be really hard to make it not seem like the them going to Andromeda was completely worthless because then immediately like the Rayleigh's relays are fixed. You're like, oh, hey, guys, everything's fine. Actually, we defeated the Reapers. You guys can go back now. Go, oh, fuck. And yeah. they leave. So I feel like that's kind of an issue. <laughs> no, I, I think so. it is. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, to, to that point of like, do people care about going back to Andromeda? I think some people do. I, I even saw maybe a couple of tweets that sort of indicated like even slight disappointment. Mm-hmm. That we're not getting an Andromeda sequel, quote unquote, um, like a direct sequel to Andromeda. Mm-hmm. I personally don't share that disappointment, but I do understand. I mean, some people quite liked the characters from Andromeda and, you know, the the original trilogy gang got a trilogy, even though some characters were only in, well, they, they were either, if they were not another, uh, like I'm thinking of some of the Mass Effect 2 mm-hmm. characters, they still, we still got to see them again in 3. Yeah. Um, like pretty much all of those characters got at least a couple of games to be in, mm-hmm. except for the ones that just came in in three. So I get it. Like it, you, if you're just a fan of that crew, you're like, man, we only got them for one game. Personally, you know, I am curious also, but like give us a novel or something. Like I wouldn't mind knowing what happens to writers sort of like in a different medium. Yeah. If they did a comic series or a novel, I'd be thoroughly satisfied with that if we got to see a closure to some of those characters in that way yeah yeah i just i feel like by this is me reading into it but but i feel like the game because for some reason i was watching the um the original teaser for andromeda where it had like that johnny cash song and Mm, it was it was very obviously the trailer for the game they wanted to make not the game that ended up coming out and I kind of got sad about it because, like, their their idea of the game sounded really neat. And I like those characters probably had a really core a core idea that was really interesting, but it got cut down and warped in some direction, and we got the characters we we got. So I I almost want to feel like I I could imagine the devs at Bioware like they worked really hard on the game that came out but it isn't the game they necessarily wanted to make cuz they couldn't get stuff working and they just ran out of time and budget. So I imagine there's a kind of a sense of disappointment there. And sure enough the fans probably aren't helping cuz there's a lot of people rubbing salt into the wound. Um but uh yeah, so I kind of want to feel like they they just say like they lived a happy life at the end you know they're just kind of like all right it's over anyway <laughs> it's better to have a clean break i think is what you're getting at yeah. like it's better to just say like look that didn't work out let's just let it lie where it is where it is yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think honestly, people's reaction to Liara and to seeing you know the N seven symbol, like getting that hint of going back to the Milky Way, no matter what time frame it's in, and how hyped people were for that, I think is pretty much all the confirmation that most fans, yeah, uh, kind of kind of feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did want to touch on is in that last you know last ten seconds, uh, we do see the ship, uh, we do see it landed, and we do see those. It's three characters uh, in the background. Mm-hmm. And some people, we talked about this in the concept art piece, but it looks like, again, definitely a Solarian. Maybe a Turian. Maybe some people are saying one of the characters looks kind of Angaran. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's more of a stretch, but I do think it's interesting. If if you do take that as an Angaran, um, that is one way to at least sort of acknowledge the Andromeda portion of it if you take if you also take the time scale into into account it's like hey in 400 or 500 years would intergalactic travel be more common or common enough that someone from andromeda perhaps angarin would send an arc the other way yeah maybe see i when i'm looking at it i see human like uh, salarian uh, human and krogan that's what i'm seeing um so Maybe maybe the big figure could be in Garn. I don't know. It just it doesn't look in Garn to me, but I don't know. To each their own. Yeah, I mean those are those are um it's too far away and they're too small for any of us to really be like definitive. That's yeah. why when people say, "Oh, I think it looks in Garn," I'm like, "It's kind of small." <laughs> yeah, like that that could that could be end up being like a geth or something. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> whatever." Yeah, and I will say in the concept art as well, it's a little bigger, but in the concept art, there's one that to me looks like a drill. Mm-hmm. For sure. And and, and with with uh, the one in the trailer, it's like, oh, and there's, and there's four people in the concept art. There's three people in the trailer. So I guess you could maybe infer that Liara is one of the four in the concept art. Mm-hmm. But uh, be that as it may, um, the concept of... Tr- so this is this is kind of the last thing that I'll say about that that came to mind. Mm-hmm. The idea of the Angaran being in the Milky Way is very interesting to me, but it's more interesting because of the potential for intergalactic travel. But especially if the potential for intergalactic travel wasn't just like this multi-year going to cryostasis arc thing. It's like again, if you talk about five hundred years and an exponential rate of technology growth. I think that there's potential for a huge sort of like holy crap moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think a lot of games have done things like this recently where you think you have a sense of how big the game is and then somewhere, not even early in the game, like somewhere halfway or two-thirds of the way through the game, uh, I call it the riding into Mexico moment from, the, from Red Dead Redemption 1 mm-hmm. uh, where John Marston literally rides into Mexico and you go... <laughs> holy crap, the map is literally twice as big as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of games have tried to replicate that moment many times over. If Mass Effect had a, okay, you're going to travel to another galaxy and you're going to be able to move between Andromeda and the Milky Way galaxy as a matter of gameplay, like two separate maps, two separate galaxy maps with a bunch of different planets that you could land on in both, even though that's wildly ambitious. Yeah. Um, if they did that, that might be the new greatest writing in New Mexico moment that we've ever had, which is just like, even the possibility of that is, is incredibly, uh, exciting. Maybe. I, st- I, 
not not to poo-poo on that. I just feel like sometimes these video game maps are getting too big. You know, I got shit to do. <laughs> I can't. I can't be <laughs> having. Like I felt, I felt Andromeda wrong. was a little bit overwhelming sometimes with with how big the maps are. Which I think it also doesn't help when it's like the map is big, but there's also like the things you have to do aren't that interesting. So you're just like, oh, I got a lot of chores today. I just got <laughs> <laughs> you get bogged at the side yeah. quest. You know, the quest log gets so full, it becomes like, oh my god, how am I going to manage this? Yeah, and then how do you manage like what's worth it and what's like you pick it up and it says quest complete, two hundred credits. Oh, thank you. <laughs> right. I needed that. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with you on everything else except Mass Effect. <laughs> I did everything in Andromeda. And Andromeda wasn't even, you know, it's it's I, not it's, the best Mass Effect game, but I will take every drop of Mass Effect that I can get. I, I understand. I have yet to say this about Dragon Age because you could you could walk into someone taking a shit and be like, but what's the deep lore of the poop? What did you eat? <laughs> Let me look at it. No, um, that was weird. Katie, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching a lot of hoarders recently, and I feel like that just seeped yeah. into my brain. Yeah, there's only yeah. so many times you have people like describing how they shit in cups and leave it around the house. So you're like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm watching weird things today. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> my poor kid. She's gonna grow up watching hoarders. I was playing with my my little toys, and then mom was just watching, you know, old women uh, be sad about watching hoarders and. Watching horrors and playing Dragon Age. Honestly, yeah, and Cyberpunk now. So like that's gonna be an event. Anyway, uh my kid's gonna be the weirdest kid in preschool, let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Mass Effect. But yeah, I I I get you. We we all have our our things. It's it I, I think for the diehards, literally any positive change, they're they're in for it, you know. So yeah. I, I just hope that I feel like there's kind of a disappointment zeitgeist around, not even the, the fans, but maybe this is maybe just me, me reading into it. But but the devs are just kind of tired of of us, you know, <laughs> and, and like the shit we pull. So I I really want these next two games to like just knock it out of the park, because I want the I I don't know I kind of like want them to have a W, you know, like just a, a win. Um, maybe this is just me being sentimental and like. You know, you follow these people on Twitter and you see like, they're like, oh, you know, today was hard. Well, today was even fun. You, get, you feel the excitement mm-hmm. they have. Yeah. And then like it gets released and panned. And you're like, oh, <laughs> that sucks, yeah. dude. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 I do. I do wish the best for these games. Um, so, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And also, too, like I would even say like and this is a weird one because you want to make sure there's a there's a strong enough. Uh, delineation between these two sentiments but like i would almost say like a win for us Mm. and when i say us i mean the fans um to a certain extent i do mean content creators because i think i think i think we do a fairly decent job on this show in particular of trying to have a measure of objectivity but also kind of copying to the fact that like we're not really objective no. commenters on these things like we really love these games a lot yeah we're not calling balls and strikes we're not like a review company that does reviews doing them objectively or trying to like we're this is a fan podcast like we Mm -hmm. really really love this stuff and we're biased towards it um but it does feel a little bit sort of like being like the local paper um as far as like a sports Mm -hmm. uh, analogy of like Mm -hmm. the national press versus the local press like the local press is like semi-objective the local press always kind of like roots for the home team as much as they cover them Uh 
And I kind of feel like that's the vein that we're in that a lot of Bioware content creators are in, is that we're semi-objective, but everybody kind of knows we're sort of biased in favor of the home team. Uh, And if your team sucks, (laughs) and I'm not saying Bioware (laughs) sucks, I'm just saying, like, if it ever gets to that point, everyone just, it's like, it just sucks. It's like, God damn it, how come our team doesn't win more? Um, And so I kind of say, like, a win for us. Like, whether you're a fan of a struggling sports team or you're in the media covering it, you just go, God damn it, I want the team to fucking win, man. Yeah. On things of the Dallas Cowboys, because my dad loves that team. Yeah. Steve A. Smith. (laughs) Stephen A. Smith fucking with his stupid shit. Can somebody please remind Stephen A. that the fucking Eagles suck too? Can somebody just maybe remind him because he's from Philadelphia? Just like, just maybe remind him that the Eagles suck too. Thank you. Oh, God. Well, I think that's all I wanted to talk about. What about what about you, Cerny? Um, I think uh, I think that we've covered it all. We've got not not bad an hour plus podcast, mainly about two teasers that were like maybe three minutes long combined. And check out the video. Release later. <laughs> Question mark? Sometime. I don't know. I'll get to it. Uh, okay. Well, with that, Jordan, where can they find you? Uh, folks can find me at The Exalted March on YouTube, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram. Uh, Katie, where can the folks find you? You can find me on Twitter and YouTube as Gildrethalin. Uh, <laughs> for some reason, that reminded me of Keemstar, the way I, I worded that for some reason. I hate that guy. Anyway, with that. <laughs> with that. With that. Fuck Keemstar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a <ritual. laughs>